The Word says we're called to make disciples. We're growing in the Word of God. Jesus Christ was sent to be our Saviour. This is the Bromley Town Church Podcast. We pray God speaks to you through this message, blessing you as you live out God's Word. Stream or download other sermon podcasts via the Bromley Town Church website or by using the SoundCloud app. Head over to bromleytownchurch.com. Like it's mission accomplished. There's a scripture that I just want to read with you. John 19 verse 30. In John's gospel it says this. When, and this is talking about Jesus on the cross. When he had received the drink, Jesus said... It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. You know, we cry, it is finished, when something has come to an end. When the children are watching the TV program and you're wanting them just to stay quiet, suddenly you hear this, it is finished. And that's because it's finished. It's come to an end. The program isn't on anymore. When a task is completed, we would say that it is finished. When the race is over, we say that the race has finished. We use that phrase when something has been completed, when there's a completion of a task. Let me take you back 2,000 years ago. On the cross, Jesus declared, it is finished. And he said that because it had come to a completion of all that he had been seeking to do. He had accomplished his mission. Why had Jesus come? Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. And thirdly, Jesus came to set captives free, to release people from their sins. Those are the reasons of why Jesus came on his mission. Do you feel lost in your life? Sometimes we're going through life, but you know what? It feels as though everybody else is on the right track, but you're not quite on the right track. Sometimes we can feel like we're lost. Sometimes we can feel like we're a captive. Everybody else seems to be free, but I seem to be captive. I can't quite break out. And there's sometimes a sense of captivity over us. Jesus came to set the captives free. He came for you, and he came for me. And on the cross, he declared victory because he had completed all of the tasks that were set for him to do. What does his victory mean for us? Firstly, instead of being lost, we can be found. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And sometimes in that lostness of our lives, Jesus can come to us and he can help us. We're lost in the race that we are doing, the race that we're running in our own lives. Sometimes we can feel lonely in that race. Jesus came to help us and to help us to be found, to give us purpose, to end the confusion that we may be feeling so that we can live life purposefully and fully. And secondly, the devil's power is now broken. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. That means Jesus has triumphed over him. He has defeated those powers. I don't have to be subject to the enemy anymore. I can overcome the voices that come to my mind. Those voices that tell me that you're no good. Those voices that tell you you're too fat, too thin, too this, too that. 
You know the type of things. They are lies of the enemy. And Jesus came to give us power and to break free from those things. And thirdly, my chains are taken off. Jesus came to set us free. I was held captive by my sins. I wasn't aware of it, but it's like things bind you up. It's like things lock you down. But Jesus came to set us free. On the cross, the next slide, if you please. On the cross, love was wonderfully shown. The cross of Jesus was the symbol of a man holding out his arms to declare his love for the world. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he sent this one and only son to be our savior. How incredible it is to think that Jesus would come and willingly give up his life so that we should gain freedom. So on the cross, love was wonderfully shown. On the cross, justice was fully met. Justice, what is justice? You know, when somebody does something against you that is wrong, you want to see justice done. Maybe not just thinking about yourself, in the whole world, just recently, there have been many acts of violence that have been done. You know the situation that happened on Westminster Bridge. There is a sense if that man hadn't actually died, there would be a case of everybody wanting justice. Hey, he's killed so many people on the bridge. Why has he done this? We want to see justice done. And you know, God, because he is absolutely fair, when he sees that sins have been committed, God is saying justice needs to be done. It would be unjust of God just to say, oh, it doesn't matter. It does matter. Sin matters. But God's justice was fully met through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And that is why we can praise Jesus for what he has done. Love was wonderfully shown. Justice was fully met. But thirdly, and very importantly, forgiveness was given and peace was made. Whereas our sins had separated us from God, Jesus made a way for us to enjoy relationship once again with God. But hang on a second. All of these events that I'm talking about, these are the events of Jesus on the cross. It was on the cross that he declared it is finished. And after he said it is finished, he bowed his head and he died and he was laid in a tomb. But on this day, Easter day, Jesus showed that nothing could hold him. Death could not hold him. Sin could not hold him. And he rose again from the dead and the tomb was found to be empty. The stone had been rolled away. And where Jesus had been laid, the grave clothes were there because Jesus had risen again. And he shows through his resurrection. And why we as Christians are celebrating today is because there is power in what Jesus has done. He didn't just say these things, he demonstrated it by coming back to life so that we may have confidence that he is able to do what he says he can do. He is a victor and he has fully accomplished everything on the cross. On the cross, death was defeated. In the grave, death was defeated. Victory was declared. And on Easter Sunday, that victory was fully realized as Jesus came out of the tomb. This Jesus, who won his race, he completed his race, he won his race totally, 
and he declared it's finished. This Jesus is now waiting to help us finish our race. And as we run the race of our lives, I want to ask you a question. Will you let Jesus come and help you in your race? Let's watch this video here to underline what I'm talking about. You cross over from being lost to being found. You go from being a chained captive, chained to sin, to being set free. You go from carrying that weight of shame to being a saint, fully forgiven. Today, we are saying, let Christ finish that work for you. That thing that... that the thing that we cannot do for ourselves, which is save ourselves from our sin. That thing we can't do, which is uh, take ourselves out from being under the judgment of sin to the place of finding freedom and forgiveness. Because we all fail. We all make mistakes. We all get tired. We all let ourselves down. We watched in a film um, of Derek Redmond that he... Uh, he injured himself. It got to the point where he was struggling. He wanted to finish. He wanted to make it to the end. He wanted to at least say, I got to the end of the race. But it took his father coming to help him over the line. This morning we're saying that we need God's help. We need him to help us cross that line. And when we do that, our whole world changes. What Jesus finished through the cross and the resurrection is a game changer for every one of us who have made that choice. The Bible says we are new creations. The old has gone. Whether it's the old way of thinking, whether it's your old tactics of getting through life, whether it was old regimes that you live by, just ways of doing life. But the new has come and we live differently. If life is a race, we race differently. It changes the way that we face challenges. It changes the way when we come up against hardship. We heard the testimonies. Many people face hardship, but with Christ on your side, with Christ having finished the race for you, it changes the way that you live. You live with hope that is unfailing. You live knowing that you are loved knowing that there is strength for you, knowing that your past mistakes matter no more. In our verse that we've been reading, Hebrews 12, it says, and I love, um, I love what it says in the, in the New Living Translation, that moment where it says, uh, having fixed your eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. In, in the New Living Translation, it says, you have a champion who initiates and perfects your faith. This morning, we're declaring that Christ the King is our champion. Amen? Amen. And he has won it for us. He has defeated death as we've been singing. And what he founds, what he perfects in you is a faith. He's on your sidelines. He's championing you to cross that line with him. If you need a supporter, you will find the biggest supporter in Christ Jesus. 
He's your biggest fan. He loves you and he's willing you to make it, to, to come to him. Now, a quick question. Has, has anyone here ran a marathon before? Hands up, hands up. There's a few people. I've done a half marathon, all right? So not quite the full length. Has anyone been to watch a marathon live? What about that? You've been in the crowd. I love uh, the atmosphere, a marathon. They have this thing where it doesn't matter who you are. Um, if you've got a name written on your back, strangers are shouting your name as you run by. They're on the sidelines, and whether it says Jim or Barry or uh, Andrina, they're shouting, go, go, go. You don't know who they are, but they're still shouting your name. Uh, it's noisy, it's loud, um, but they're willing you on, and that shouting, that encouragement helps each people get to the end. Well, in the verse that we've been looking at, it says there is a race marked out. For each of us, we can, we can move on. There is a race marked out for each of us. In a life of trusting Jesus, in a life of putting your trust in him, when Jesus uh, finishes your race for you, he then says there is a race for you to run. In this new way of depending on him, this new way of always looking to him, this new way of living, trusting in his work, him carrying us through situations, him carrying us through circumstances. There's a place where we find that there is a life for us to live, a life that changes the world around us. We heard again in the testimonies, the impact that Christ has had on these individuals changes the, uh, what happens in their family. It changes what happens in the situations that they face because Christ is with them. But what we're saying today also is for you to take up a baton in following him. If, you, if this were um, a real marathon finish line and all of us were running marathons and crossing the line, there'd be such a noise in this place as people cheered, as people roared, as people, you know, if you've ever been there, or even if you've just watched the end of the London Marathon on TV, that last kind of 100 metres is where uh, the people are flagging. The people are struggling, most of them, not necessarily the, the ones that, that win. They're like sprinting to the end. But most people, when you get to like four hours, five hours, they've got their giant chicken costumes. <laughs> And uh, they're struggling along, along at Mexican. But the crowd around them are making such a noise. The crowd are roaring them on, calling them to finish. If, if all of us have been running 26.2 miles today, um, and we're coming to the end, you cross that line and you need people to take hold of you. You need people to encourage you. You need people to give you a drink and to help you. Well... This morning we have an opportunity um, to cross the line. Now this is for everyone who uh, is saying, I've put my trust in him and Jesus has run the race for me. I want you to imagine what heaven is like when people make a decision to choose Christ. He's our greatest supporter. He's willing us on. 
But when people put their trust in him, it says in heaven that heaven rejoices in that moment. The roar, the shout, the declaration that people have put their trust in him. So whether it's for the first time or for the hundredth time, on this Easter Sunday, I'm calling you, church, to say again, Jesus has run my race for me. He's made it for me. I'm recommitting. I'm restating. I'm saying it again. Without Christ, I can't live this life. We've all been given one of these. Um, this is your kind of race number, your race card. One thing you know at marathons, that there's always a mess everywhere. At the finish line, there's empty bottles. There's people's race numbers discarded. Um, they've made it through. What I'm going to ask for you to do this morning is to take up your race number, pass through, cross the line, making your statement that I'm putting my trust in Jesus and discard your race number. He's won it for you. He's won the race. You can put it down, discard it. I want to see a mess on this side, all right, Uh, of your race numbers discarded. And as you come through, as you cross the line, we're going to pass by this table. <laughs> On this table, we have just these little crosses, little, I suppose, symbols. And it's simply taking up a baton that I'm running for him. I'm living for Christ. I'm going to run the race marked out for me. I'm not going to give up. And I know that he's cheering me on. In Luke chapter 9, verse 23, it says... This is what Jesus said. If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. What we're saying is daily follow him. Daily fix your eyes upon him. Daily live for him. Amen? Amen. Amen. So the band are going to play uh, some songs uh, for you to join in. What I'm going to ask you to do is uh, we're going to operate in a clockwise uh, function, all right? So um, we're going up this, this one. So these guys here, you've got the long way. You're going to go up this way and around. So, and these guys, you come cross the line, you pass along the front and head back to your seat. Now there's one more thing, important thing to say, because I know there'll be some people here this morning that have never made that sort of decision before. You've never actually said, I want Jesus to finish, my, I want Jesus to complete the work of the cross for me. Some of you have never said, I want to cross that line and say, I'm putting my trust in Christ. But there is an opportunity. If that is you, I'm going to invite you to do the same as everyone else. Get up off your seat, pass through the finish line. But as you come over here, um, Claire, she's going to be over here, um, and she's going to be ready to receive you and just spend a bit of time. Wants to help you pray that first prayer of faith putting your trust in him, trusting in the cross for the forgiveness of your sins. So Claire's going to be over here. Um, Claire, if you come forward now, Claire, so people know who you are.